You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hi, my name is Jared Cunningham, worship leader for Citrus Church, joined by a special guest. Amy of Citrus Church. Today, we're going to talk music. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. Music makes the world go around. In the words of Victor Wooten, music is a language that everyone can understand. Ooh, I like that. Same with smiling. We're going to talk music because we are in the middle of our Finding Joy series. So far, we've talked about finding joy as a community. We've talked about finding joy in work. Music is my job. I feel like this fits. So my goal is I'm going to interrogate, I mean, interview Amy, but she will also point some of these questions back at me. So we'll see what happens. Deal. When did you discover your love of music? I think most kids innately like to sing, but I always think back to this they don't. VHS tape that my mom has of me. And I'm probably five. I'm on the swing set in the backyard and I'm singing at the top of my lungs, just wailing a song that I made up. It makes absolutely no sense. And we've listened to it recently and I'm not really even sure what I'm saying, but I, I grew up singing just all the time. I don't know that I can pinpoint date, but I think that it was born and bred into me. So from as far back as I can remember. Okay. And what, because you stuck with it, what kind of influenced that love of music to keep going? Um, again, born and bred into it. Uh, my mom actually was going to be a music teacher and then ended up doing, how do you say, I don't want to say regular education. That makes it sound like less than it was. She decided to be a classroom teacher. Um, so she was originally wanted to teach music. But then both of my parents sang in the choir when I was growing up. And then before that, I have a great aunt that had a grand piano and and played that until she couldn't any longer. Both my mom's parents sang in the choir. I just, it was one of those things that everybody in my family either plays a musical instrument or sings. And that's definitely true of both of my both my brothers as well so I think we just came from a family that did music okay so Jared when did you discover your love for music it's a good question I still don't remember I the earliest let's see I started playing piano in when I was in the second grade I was a second grader seven yes seven I have one of those so I should know yeah she's seven she's second grade I just try to remember what age I am now. But around seven years old, I started learning to play the piano. I don't know why I wanted to learn to play the piano. For some reason, I chose piano. My brother chose drums. I feel like I should have chose drums too. For some reason, I I don't remember why, but I had that drawing to, I want to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. So I stuck with piano for a while and it was okay. But the actual like love and enjoyment of playing it and listening to it and trying to understand it, I would say happened in high school, freshman year. When I started playing guitar, freshman, early freshman year, end of eighth grade, around that time. And stuck with it ever since. Pretty much. Yeah. People. All these guitars and guitar strings and pedals and all this money spent later. Is anyone else in your family musically inclined? Um, my brother, he learned to play the drums around that time. Mm-hmm. He was, I think, middle school. And supposedly, I don't know if this is true. I've never seen him do it. Before I started playing guitar, he had asked for a guitar for his birthday or Christmas. So my parents got him one. And I don't know if he can play it. Mm -hmm. Never seen him play it. 
because he only played when we weren't home. And he learned to play listening to the, what was it, CMT, the country music. Yep. That's mm-hmm. how he learned to play. So I've never heard him play, but he might be able to play. Okay. And then my mom sings. I know when she was younger, she did a lot of talent shows. Mm-hmm. Won a few. I'm not a singer. I don't call myself a singer. I don't either. <laughs> I'm really. Not, not the, that uh, I don't call you a singer. I don't call myself a singer. <laughs> I don't call myself a singer. What's that? What's the uh, thing from Music Man? It's not singing. It's just a sustained talking. Okay. I'm good at that. Or shouting in the microphone. I can do that too. Well, I'll start here. What's your favorite genre to listen to? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, it's funny. That's the goal. <laughs> I think when people talk about music, they always feel like they have to name the most obscure artist or genre they can think of because it's one of those badges of honor you look at someone's like playlist on their phone and if it's a bunch of artists you've never heard of that inherently makes them just cooler um don't expect any of those answers from me um you're so mainstream (laughs) i mean (laughs) most of the stuff that i like i feel like people have heard of as far as my favorite genre I don't know. I'll, I'm going to go with pop just because I feel like it covers a lot. Like there can be country songs that kind of sneak into the pop world. There can be rock songs that sneak into the pop world. But as a genre, that's pretty all encompassing. So that's that's what I'm going to have to go with. What about you? Favorite genre of music? Favorite genre. It's difficult to answer because I'm all over the board. When I really started getting into music, I just wanted to listen to anything with guitar in it. Mm-hmm. So. Eric Clapton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it started with blues music. Because the first guitar player I heard and paid attention to was B.B. King on a song called Please Love Me. Mm-hmm. And heard that, loved it, listened to more B.B. King and more people associated with B.B. King in the blues world. And then when I got into high school, I was doing the praise band. Right. And a lot of the people on the praise band, Praise band were into like punk rock and pop rock, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we did a lot of, it was funny. We went to a Christian high school mm-hmm. and to like start and end chapel services, we'd like break into Blink-182 songs. Probably not the best. Well. Blink-182, Green Day, good old days. And from there, I would say it ventured into, I didn't like country when I was in high school, but after graduating and going into college for a while, grew the love of country. I'd say... The genre I listen to the most now is probably like old soul music. So especially stuff from the 70s. Okay. That's what stays towards the top of the playlists in Spotify. Favorite song. Just one? You can name off a few. Okay. Talk to your heart's content. It's a little cheesy, but I think one of the songs that I've always enjoyed is Amy by Pure Prairie League. Um, I have to say that so it's a tongue twister just because it's an older song so I mean I would sing part of it but no just the lyrics with you know Amy what you gonna do I think I could stay with you for a while maybe longer anyway I just that's one of those songs that no matter what mood I'm in I always kind of find myself bobbing my head just because it's a good song for being at a crossroads if your name is Amy so it's a very specific reason to like a song um, oh, just wait till I say mine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one that I've liked for a long time. And then 
I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. It, it, that's so dependent upon mood and circumstance. And anybody that enjoys listening to music to the degree that you and I do, I think is going to have a lot of songs that they would put in their favorites category. I can tell you, I don't know if these are separate questions that you have, but I'm rolling them all into one. So that works. Hold on to your hat. Um, the last two albums I downloaded have gotten a lot of listen time. Again, it's not a sponsored post in any way, shape, or form. Um, but Taylor Swift's album, her newest one, Lover. Ugh. I know. But it's okay. I'm a girl. I'm allowed to like it. Um, I enjoy that one. There's a lot of good songs on there. And you have to listen to the lyrics. And I think... More than anything, that's what it is for me. If I find a song that I feel like has clever lyrics or it's smartly worded or there's use of puns, that's that's always going to get to me, sometimes more than the music itself. Um, the other album that I recently downloaded um, is this soundtrack, which I have a lot of soundtracks downloaded, so... Show tunes could have been up there is one of my favorite genres. Um, is a soundtrack from The Greatest Showman, which Caitlin enjoys a lot too. That's that's my seven year old. So anything that she and I can both listen to on repeat together is usually a winner in in my book. I'm sure as soon as I leave here, I'm gonna think of oh I should have said that song or oh I should have said that song because it would have probably made me sound way cooler than I just did by saying Taylor Swift and then a movie soundtrack. But mine are weird. You're good. So those are two just in general, you know, not a specific mood that I'm feeling, but two that I just enjoy listening to right now. So to tie it in, did you think of your least favorite song when I said Taylor Swift? No, I thought of something else, (laughs) and this is all gonna tie together. Trust me. A song that you listen to when you're upset or maybe feeling overwhelmed. Because I feel like that would also be in the favorites. And because... Are you saying that I'm overwhelmed a lot? I'm overwhelmed a lot. Um, I'll admit it. And my like, calm down song is the same as my favorite song. And I'll tie all those together in a bit. That kind of goes back to one of my favorite artists, which would be Sarah Bareilles. And I've seen her live a couple of times, which kind of adds to my appreciation for her as an artist. But probably my favorite upset or I'm in my feelings song would be um, She Used to Be Mine, which is one of the title songs from the Broadway show that she put on. So it's Broadway and one of my favorite artists. And that's probably one of my... The waitress thing? Hmm? The waitress? Yes, the waitress. Um, I'm also a Sarah fan. Sorry. So that one. And then I feel like I may be amiss by not mentioning any church related songs. Feeling overwhelmed. What a friend we have in Jesus. And again, it's not because of the music. It's it's the lyrics. And that's always kind of what grabs me when it comes to a song. Yeah, if it has a really cool opening riff or the bass line just kind of gets you moving in your seat. You know, those hooks, as they call them, are important. But to me, it's it's the lyrics. So what's your go-to, the world is against me, so I need to just tone it or tune it all out. What's what's that song for you? 
So it's also my favorite song and mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. You had mentioned the song, Amy. Yes. And the reason I know about that song is through the band Counting Crows. Okay. So I stumbled on them a couple of years ago and I love everything they do. Mm-hmm. But the go-to song from when I'm feeling overwhelmed, also my favorite song is one of theirs from their first album called Anna Begins. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because the song itself is about denial. Great. Yeah. Like I said, weird. But the song itself is about when you're, say, into someone or maybe in love with someone. Mm-hmm. And they probably feel the same, but no one says how they feel. Ah, uh, yes. And the backstory behind the song is before the band blew up and put out their first album, the lead singer went on a backpacking trip through Greece, through Europe, but he wound up in Greece. Okay. And while in Greece, he met this girl named Anna, fell in love, and they are like, well, we're broke. We could hardly afford to go on this trip. Mm-hmm. And she's visiting from Australia, so there's no way to like make this work. So kind of silently felt like he had to let it go. And the reason I always gravitate to that song is because after they met and things kind of didn't work out, he already knows like she wound up getting married a couple years later on. She's happy, moved on. He came back to the U.S., formed Counting Crows, put out their first album, and I think it sold like 1.5 million copies in that year alone. Suffice it all to say, when I listen to that song, I kind of know everything's going to be okay because everything worked out in that situation for both sides. That's true. So nerdy and a very long way to go around the favorite song. But well, that's what you get when you talk to people that when you talk to two people about something that they enjoy, you're going to get the more in-depth answers because it's not surface stuff. That and I'm a nerd. So, well, I'm the type of person that I don't necessarily know the songs that are on the radio right now. I don't either. Because I have an extensive library on my phone. Like if you look at like what's taking up the memory on my phone, yeah, pictures are probably the the number one thing like like most people. But after that, it's going to come my music library. And more often than not, I open it up and hit shuffle and that usually just the the wide variety that I have on on my phone usually something is going to come up that fits the mood that I'm in and also I didn't mention it but I also talked about albums yes and I'm looking at my Spotify right now and apparently according to Spotify my favorite albums and songs are like all of the last five Matt Nathanson albums I was gonna say I can see the album artwork from here and I recognize the first two as Matt Nathanson so the first four yeah He's really good live as well. Especially when it does the acoustic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. According to Spotify, favorite albums. His lyrics are also very clever as well, which is one reason I really enjoy his music. So what else you got for me? Ooh, favorite lyric. Fa- oh, no, that's not fair. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. I feel like it's fair. I wouldn't even... And I've even, already asked it, so... I'll probably text you like 50 different answers I could have given later on today, but... Top three. As of right now... Top three that you can think of right now. Oh, that's really hard. Um, Yikes. Do I need to go first so you can think about it? Yeah, you do, because I have no idea right now. I'm just staring at my phone at the songs that I have currently pulled up in front of me, and I can, I can pick a song. I can probably tell you what my favorite lyric is what my favorite lyric is from that song, but to just say this is my favorite song lyric of all times, like that's that's hard. There's a lot of good choices out there. 
I would say number one for me mm-hmm. is there's a song. It's another Counting Crows song from their last full album. The song is called Possibility Days. And what he's saying in the song is that every day is basically a possibility day. You can have a good day or bad day or whatever. But the line is, if I can remember it correctly, the worst part of a bad day or no, the best part of a bad day is knowing it's okay because the color of everything changes. The sky rearranges the shade and your smile doesn't fade into a phone call or some bad decision you made. And I love that because it means it's okay. There's a little glimmer of hope no matter what you're going through in life. Another one, it's another Counting Crows one because I mentioned And It Begins. And it always makes me laugh at the end of the song. In the very end of the song, there's a line that goes, every time she sneezes, I think it's love. And it's it's the weirdest line ever, but by the time you get to that point in the song, you don't really care about how weird it is, but it somehow makes sense. Don't know how that's possible, but it does. Yeah, I don't have a favorite song lyric. I just gave two. I Well, you then were set on answers. And then another one that's been on my mind for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to the song a whole lot, but it's the song Clarity by John Mayer. The okay. opening lines are, I worry, I weigh three times my body, I worry, I throw my fear around. But this morning there's a calm I can't explain. The rocket's melting, only diamonds now remain. And I feel like that's a good one because it's another, there's like a bright side. Even when you've been down for a while, there's that bright side, there's that happier lining. Why do you enjoy music? What keeps you com- wanting to continue singing, playing an instrument? What kept you coming back to music all these years? Well, this is a little more insight to me as a person, I guess. But I am very much so an introvert in the sense that going up and talking to someone without having like a set plan in mind is incredibly intimidating. It's not something that I enjoy. So when I look back over not necessarily why I did music, but why I stuck with it or why it's still a part of my life now. It's because it gives me the opportunity to be with like-minded people that I know I'll instantly have something in common with. And whether you're, you know, singing or performing music or, or writing music or anything at all that has to do with music, you're working as an ensemble. So it forces you to make those connections with people, whereas I would find it much easier to just kind of fade into, you know, like being a wallflower. So both... I also like that band, by the way. I know. I thought of that as I said it. (laughs) Um, But with Citrus, you know, before you and I got involved doing this, I would help with doing the slides or volunteering in some way because I knew that if I did that, I would actually go. You know, hey, I said I was going to do this. I'm going to follow through and do it. And then when the opportunity kind of presented itself to get involved with doing the music, I realized that that would be something I could do ongoing. I would, it would not take me out of my comfort zone because music for me is comfortable, but it would allow me to get to know people more than I would if I just showed up on Sunday or wasn't involved in some other way. And then even before that, when I went to UCF, I was a member of the marching nights all four years that I was in school. 
And the sole purpose behind doing that was so that I would meet people. And I mean, my best friends now to this day are people that I was on color guard with or that are spouses of color guard members or that I met through band in some, you know, some capacity. So it's allowed me to, you know, form relationships with people where normally it would just be easy for me to kind of come into church every morning, not say anything and then, then leave again. But this has kind of allowed me to break out of my shell a little bit and just get to know people. So if me for music brings people together, which super cheesy to say, incredibly corny. I heard that as it came out of my mouth, but it's true. It, it allows me to get to know people because we have that common, common denominator of something that we're both interested in. So what about you? Why do you still do music? And you thought yours was corny. I guess the starting place of it was when I started piano and I could slowly see myself getting better. Mm -hmm. It was cool to be able to not only feel, but you could hear that you're improving, especially when you play a song, you know, you played a thousand times. And with music, I always feel like there's something, the next thing to reach for. Mm -hmm. And it's funny you mentioned what a friend we have in Jesus. Right. Because it's the first song I taught myself to play. A big part of music is learning to do things by ear and kind of trusting your ears and figuring out how things go. And that was the first song I did that with. Okay. There's a uh, there's a band called the Triumphant Quartet that travels around mostly around the South. And they would always come to my parents' church every year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't re- the singers were good, cool people, but... Like the only reason I cared and like I would go to these shows was for the piano player because he was the first one I saw and paid attention to. I can see him playing and hear it and mm-hmm. hear him doing like amazing stuff. And every CD, they would put out their music and then he'd have his own like solo CDs that he would do and I'd get every one of those. Quartet stuff, cool, but like give me the piano CDs. I want to hear that. I want to yeah. hear that guy. And he did what a friend we have in Jesus a few times. Mm-hmm. So his version is what I like taught myself to play out of the hymnal. Like I said, there's like the feeling of always wanting to strive and do more. And as I got older, I realized here's the corny part. When nothing else makes sense, music is the one thing that still does. Even if you take something as complicated as like jazz, it makes more sense than whatever you might be dealing with or whatever doesn't make sense. I said at the beginning, the uh, Victor Wooten quote, music's the language everyone can understand. Long said, but simply, I always keep coming back to music because, one, there's always like that next thing I want to try, the next thing I want to learn. And then, two, it's the one thing that when nothing else does, it's the one thing that makes sense. So, okay, long answer, but I think I got it. So that wraps up for this episode. I am Jared Cunningham, worship leader for Citrus Church, joined by assistant worship leader, Amy Sloan. Um, in charge of certain things when I don't feel like getting out of bed. I'll say my name, but I don't accept the title. Close enough. But we thank you for listening. You can follow Citrus Church on Facebook as well as Instagram. Share with your friends. If you've enjoyed this nerdy conversation, you can comment on Facebook. Look for the post of the podcast, and we will catch you later. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.